I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm grateful to you for tuning in. This is going to be our last live program before Christmas, and so uh, we're a little bit looser today, or at least I am. Uh, I hope uh, you can tolerate that. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to hear us to cover here before we wrap up for the day, send me a text message, please. The number is 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I got a, a text message uh, a moment ago asking uh, an important question. Uh, they say, how's the baby? If you heard uh, earlier in the week, I spent a few nights this week in the hospital. My baby, uh, a little Piper, my wife and I uh, had to take her to the hospital because she had a fever. Well, well, the fine folks at Primary Children's, they took good care of us, and and more importantly, they took good care of uh, little Piper. They checked her out, uh, they drew fluids, they kept an eye on those fluids, and uh, you, know, you know how they do cultures, they see if anything grows. Well, uh, luckily for us, uh, nothing grew, uh, and she was deemed healthy, and we're home and safe and ready to celebrate uh, Christmas. So thanks for asking there, uh, Texter. I'm grateful to you for your concern. And uh, if you have any other questions or, or things, comments on the program uh, about the type of news we're covering here. 57500 is the text line. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I told you in the last segment we're going to be speaking to an economist uh, during this half hour of the program. And uh, yesterday we spoke to a demographer who turned out to be pretty interesting. Would you agree? Uh, well, well, I have been told that this economist, the chief economist for the Department of Workforce Services, Mark Knowles, uh, on the line here with us is uh, is an entertaining guest uh, with, more importantly, some good information about the state of Utah. Mr. Knowles, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Uh, listen, about 7 o'clock this morning, I check my email, and I see there's some information you're putting out, uh, and it's good. It's good for the state, in your estimation. What uh, What did you reveal this morning? Sure. Overall, this is a, a powerful economy that's chugging along here in the state of Utah. We had 3.3% job growth over the last 12 months, so that's the addition of over 51,000 new jobs that were created in the state of Utah over the last... 12 months, and the unemployment rate has lowered to 2.4%. That ties an historic low that we only ever saw before at the very beginning of 2007. So the combination of powerful job growth and a very low unemployment rate speaks to an economy here in the state of Utah that is really running at full speed. Help us understand historically, pre-2007, this is before all of that housing nonsense took place. Is that correct? Uh, it was basically during all of that housing nonsense, yes. Uh, but at the uh, very beginning of 2007, we had 2.4% unemployment. Now, not too long after that, sure, then we ended up having yeah. a great recession and unemployment went to 8%. Now, that doesn't mean that's going to happen again in this environment, sure. but that was the last time we had 2.4% unemployment. So if you look at it, at least basically in those terms, uh, we've climbed out of the hole left uh, we were left in after the, the this great recession. 
Yeah, you could really say that this jobs report here at the very end of 2019, which is the very end of this decade, is the culmination of, and or really the opposite end of the spectrum of where we started this decade. In 2010, we were at the very low point of the Great Recession. We had lost about 70,000 jobs here in the state of Utah. Unemployment had risen to 8%, but that was only counting those who were actively looking for work, not those who had got discouraged and maybe went onto the sidelines. And so we had to turn around and repair that economy and had to do three things over that process. Try and reemploy people, employ all of the new workers on net who age into the economy in the state of Utah every year, which is about twenty to 25,000 people, and then also um, absorb any in-migrating labor that came into the state. So you had to have powerful job growth to not only catch up, with that excess labor, but to try and get ahead of it and absorb it all. And it's pretty much taken this whole decade to do it, but this jobs report, this low unemployment rate says basically that that whole thing has been repaired. 51,600 new jobs. That's what the report says. Uh, how would you characterize those jobs? Are there any trends in that type of growth? Uh, the trend is all industrial sectors are adding jobs, and you could also say that all occupational categories from lowest skills, lowest paying to highest skills, highest paying are adding jobs. And that there is, um, within the last two to three years now, we've seen strong wage growth accompanying all of this. And when I say that, it's outpacing inflation. So over and above inflation means that you actually have real purchasing power gains that are happening um, with the the wage increases. Now, that was largely the missing component, the missing strength of the job recovery on this side of the Great Recession for much of this decade. But within the last two to three years, the labor force, the availability of labor has dried up so much, so to speak, that now employers are aggressively bidding for workers. That's why the wage gains are going up, and that's why you're getting these real earnings gains. Let me ask you this, and I want to. Uh, I'm going to call upon your uh, your days in training to become an economist. And please, as I ask this question, don't consider me a naysayer, or I'm trying to rain on any parade, or cast a dark cloud. Is there a point at which uh, a low unemployment rate gets to be too low? Good question, um, and it does come to from the perspective of who's asking or who's looking. Now, the employer community would look at that and say, you know, I really don't care for it being this low. It makes it that much harder for me to find the quantity of labor I'm looking for. It makes it that much harder for me to have to go bid for the skill sets that I want. So from an employer's point of view, this is maybe not the best environment they would like to be operating in. Go to the flip side. Those who are selling their labor, the, you know, those looking for jobs, this is as good as it gets. Um, not only is there a lot of labor availability or jobs available, but now's a good time to be getting better jobs, to try and ask for raises, to try and climb up that wage ladder. So it really depends on who's looking and who's asking. If we are, uh, if our if our ultimate goal is the, the, the robust or to, uh, a robust economy statewide, uh, who do we root for? The, the, the folks selling their uh, abilities or the folks uh, employing them? Well, if you just like the best numbers, so to speak, that you could possibly get the largest amount of job growth that you possibly could get with the lowest number of unemployment, then you would be looking at that and cheering on, so to speak, from the um, worker side of the equation. Excellent. How do things look for the future? What's the next report going to tell us? I know it's only I know you've just released this one. I'm ready for the next, sir. Let me know. 
Sure. Uh, you know, this is setting the stage for moving on into the next decade. Um, and obviously the next year is just, you know, a month away and on through. With these kind of numbers, you could almost, it, you got the feeling that we've been trying to climb a mountain for the last 10 years and we're now at the top. We're sitting at the top of that mountain and we're enjoying the view. How much longer do we get to sit up here and look around um, is largely going to depend on the national economy and how it plays out in uh, the next year. It's difficult from this point of view to see this economy possibly even getting stronger, like the job growth picking up. And why I say that is because you have to have availability of labor to make the job growth go higher. And at 2.4% unemployment, it's largely saying there's really not a lot of people here in the state of Utah right now that could be there to fuel that kind of job growth. So you would have to only be able to do that next year with even more in-migration coming in. That's not to say that that can't happen, but it does seem to be kind of optimistic from this point of view to think that we could get that job growth even higher next year. Our guest here on Live Mike has been Mark Nold. He's the chief economist with the Department of Workforce Services. A report he released just this morning says things are looking good here in the state of Utah. Unemployment at 2.4%, and it looks good for the future. Sir, I'm grateful to you for joining us uh, here on Live Mike. Sure, and uh, one final thing. We Please. have anecdotal evidence that the economy is so strong, even at the national level and so on, that Santa's having a little trouble getting finding enough elves this year. Well, there you go. Hopefully, if there are volunteers, get out there and help them out, will you? Thank you, sir. All right, you're welcome. All right, this is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In the next segment, we're going to speak with KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. He's got two things to talk about uh, with us. One of them is rent control. The other one is an embarrassing story from my past. You pick, but listen to both. Next up, here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.